This episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast on the Bullpen Cart Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Schneckbook. What's going on, guys? It is Jordy Cannell here. NFL Week 2, College Football Week 3, myself, Matty D, previewing it all for you. We have Greg the Prophet Piatelli on as our guest picker. This was an awesome show. Matty D and I sat down on Tuesday night to talk everything. We go through the lines, we go through key matchups, some fantasy advice, not a ton, but a little bit, and not the most exciting college week, but we talk about some of the exciting games there. Let us know what you think in the comments. As always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to jam on that subscribe button and leave us a nice five-star review. We'll give you a shout-out on the show. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, thunderblogsports.com. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. Have an awesome weekend. Go, birds! And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Fun Tailgate Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Joining me for the first time in a while, not in person, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matt DiStefano. Matty D, how are you, my friend? Week one in the books of the NFL. It was a wild week, dude. There's a lot going on. Insane. A lot going on. College was huge. And then obviously the kickoff. And honestly, it ended with an absolute bang last night. Oh, yeah. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Monday night football was all-time great. Game one might have been, you could argue, if it wasn't so early in the season, it'd be considered a top five game of all time in Monday night football. It was I'd say it's a contender for game of the year. Game. I mean, I know obviously there's only oh, been 16 already. of them, yeah. but that's going to be tough to beat. I mean, it mm-hmm. takes like an Eagles Patriots Super Bowl from two years ago to like beat that kind of that kind of finish, that kind of second half. I mean, the first yeah. half was okay. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, there was some great games really across the board in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and in college, I mean, it was just a hell of a weekend. I, I do think the NFL probably pushed college a little bit. I mean, it's so early in the college season. We're going to get to some of the great games, but um, the NFL just had a number of games that went down to the absolute wire, um, and it's panic week in the NFL, and I, I think I stress this every year. We'll talk about it pretty fully, um, you know, our thoughts on the panic button, quote-unquote, if you will, um, with across the board for NFL teams who are already getting ready to throw, throw people out the window, if you will. So it yeah. always cracks me up um, when I see people – the early panic. Yeah, it's overreaction yeah. Tuesday, especially after week one. Uh, yes. Especially yes. In, a, in a few cities that thought they were going to have this this victory march already to the playoffs. Some teams really uh, got a big wake-up call this past Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland <yes>. Browns. <laughs> Matt, Matt, it sounds like you're a little sick. Hey. I hope you get. I hope you feel better as we're celebrating you this weekend on uh, your bachelor party. So please feel better. That's true. Yeah. That's uh, true. But let's jump I'll into college. Fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump right into college. You mentioned it. Kind of a, a crazy week in college. Definitely better than week one and, and better than the week we're going to have, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But 
This past weekend seemed like it was it was going to have a better. It had good games across the board. I wrote that in the Fun V Tailgate blog. There was at least one game in each portion of the slate. Unlike with week one, where it didn't get good until nighttime and then the subsequent days of the weekend. There were good games throughout, and some games that should have not been close that ended up being absolute barn burners. We were texting through one, the Army-Michigan game. 24-21, uh, Michigan moves to 2-0 and and hangs on. But, Matt, you were pretty frustrated. I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Sorry, say that again. I, you broke up. What was that again? So I was talking about how about the Army-Michigan game and how we were texting through it. I want to hear your oh, thoughts oh, on this oh, game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was basically a running stream of consciousness that I was bringing to you. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, first of all, if you disrespect that Army team, people are already remembering last year they took Oklahoma to overtime. And I think it was a very similar score, whether it was 20 to 17 or something like that, like a very low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. They bring, they're very similar to Georgia Tech. They bring that triple offense, which is so difficult. And actually, some great analysis by newly appointed analyst Urban Meyer – um, at halftime, just discussing how hard it is to prepare your defense in, in the age of spread offense to play the triple option, how much different that is. Mm-hmm. And I, what I was really bugging me is I thought that the coaching staff of Michigan and the great Don Brown, who's the excellent defensive coordinator there, was letting his team down by sticking a three-three-five defense on the field. So three-three-five, three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs, normally three, safe, three safeties is the base defense. To me, against a, a basically a team that was putting out essentially seven offensive linemen and a fullback, mm-hmm. along with a variation of running backs and a running quarterback, just seemed like a disservice to that defense. They just simply had didn't have the size. Um, now the three three five or or the four two five, which is what TCU runs under Gary Patterson, those are great spread killing defenses because you put a lot of speed on the field. You match all these, but that's not what Army wants to do. Army wants to pound you into submission and they want to have long possessions, they play the analytics game of how long can we keep your offense off the field so we can frustrate your defense, tire your defense and frustrate your offense. And I thought that Army did a great job at the entire game of frustrating Michigan. But I think a simple coaching change of adding another defensive lineman on the field would have made a huge difference in this game. And I just was confused as to Don Brown's unwillingness, even on the goal line, to put a fourth guy on that field with his hands down, that really bugged me all game watching this. Yeah. Um, yes, I triple options were something we saw a little bit in high school. Granted, this is college football, but there was all, the mm-hmm. way that our coaches always told us was just do your job. Granted, we ran a we ran a four three and sometimes a three four with a right. linebacker coming in, kind of like what the Eagles do. But yeah. it's do your job. So I mean, it's weird that a guy that is known as Doctor Blitz doesn't come up with with a smarter scheme to cover that, to say, do your job, stay exactly. at home, don't bite. That's mm-hmm. the that's the bread and butter way to stop a triple offense, is don't bite at any fake, because that's why there's three options. You can go one way or the other, just like the regular option in right. college football that works. And, yeah, I don't want to say this is a pure triple option offense, because a lot of times it was simply an option play, fullback dive, but, but there was a lot of movement in the backfield, and it's very difficult to keep up with. Um, and then I will say this, and so everyone who's, who's severely concerned about Michigan moving forward, one, both of their starting tackles, offensive tackles, were out in this game. Mm-hmm. Two, their starting senior running back out in this game. 
three, their best wide receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's on a lot of lists this year as being one of the best playmakers in college football, a fringe first-round prospect, out with an injury for this game. That's four huge names that need that will be on the field. John Runyon's son, by the way, is one of those tackles that's out. Just look for this team. They have a week off to get healthy before they go up. They, they play Wisconsin in a huge, obviously, a huge game. I'm not totally out. This was a victory you had to scrape out. They, they, at the end of the day, a win is a win. Shea Patterson didn't look great. They couldn't really get the running game going. But let's get some of these targets back and see what's going. Love the emergence of Ronnie Bell mm-hmm. for the Wolverines. Seven catches, 81 yards. He had really some huge, hugely important plays at times, the sophomore. Um, a guy that they, they, they're going to need to lean on somebody else. And you know, I thought uh, Nico Collins and Tarek Black. Tarek Black didn't have the kind of games I expected against a physical but slow Army secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shea Patterson's got it. Shea Patterson has to be better. I'll state that as well. That's my thoughts overall. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. This will not be remembered when if they go to Columbia, if if, Columbia, if Ohio State comes into Michigan, and they're both undefeated at the end of the year, no one will remember this Army game. Exactly. So that's that's the other thing I want to state. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you look at the top ten, Michigan falls three spots. Part of that's because is it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow of a win there. But you're right, a win's a win. They they're the only they are the only team to win and move down a few spots or multiple spots. The other teams to win Oklahoma Ohio State moved down because LSU beat a top ten team in the six nine matchup. Right, which LSU. makes sense. Which, which makes, makes sense. sense. And Michigan moving down makes sense too. But but it's one of those you see that the Notre Dame Ohio State Penn State fan even Wisconsin fans are seeing that thinking all right you know this is this is great to see if they could barely beat Army blah 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 blah. And it's one of those where I think you learn a ton there. This is one of those, granted they didn't lose, but this is a Jim Harbaugh special of we should have done this. I don't think he looks at what the spread is for those games, but we should have beaten this team by more than, we should not have gone to overtime with this team for, first and foremost, and we should have beaten this team by multiple touchdowns. So I think I think that they're right. going back to the lab. Dr. Blitz is, is re, reassessing some stuff. Jim Harbaugh is reassessing some offense. And I think they're... They're gonna get. I think it's gonna be okay. I, you know, we can. We don't need to talk a ton about Michigan. I know that some people don't love how much we talk about Michigan. Uh, hello, other DeStefanos. Happy That's birthday, birthday okay, Jack. Okay. Um, but let's talk some <laughs> other stuff. LSU, Texas, instant classic. Absolutely great game. Joe Barrow, or Burrow, excuse me, the LSU quarterback looks awesome. And their defense looks great, even though that it was you know tightly tightly fought battle. But one of my favorite games so far. Grant, it's only two weeks yeah. in. It gets me very excited for this LSU squad going forward. I mean, I mean, first of all, Ed, an Ed Ogeron team throwing the ball like they did to me was one of the most impressive things. Yes, They've, this has been an LSU team that since Les Miles has been very ball control centric. They're very uh, they they did what people thought Michigan was going to do. They opened the offense. They let Joe Burrow throw the ball downfield to some really great weapons because they, uh, well, quite frankly, as great as their defense is, although they lost a number of guys to injury during that game, Texas is a very good team. They have a very good offense. And I think you saw LSU say, we can't beat this team by just running and playing defense. We have to go out and take this game. And they let Burrows do it. 
and he and he took care of business on the road. It's a huge win for LSU. Um, you can talk about how the Big Ten's got a lot of teams in, in the rankings, and I'll give you that. Well, guess what? Two, three, and four are all the SEC. Eight and nine as well. So the top of this, the top of the, the polls is so heavily weighted as it should be towards the uh, Southeastern Conference because, quite frankly, they're just really good at football. And I thought LSU, this is a signature win for them that will help them later, even if they manage to drop a game somewhere. They could afford now to lose Alabama, and they might still sneak into the playoff because of this big win, win against Texas. Yeah, I totally agree. And you see with a number of other teams in the SEC towards the bottom, especially over in the East, um, you know they're not starting off well. And I think you're starting to see that the conference from top to bottom, traditionally, even last year, has been so good. And I think these these top-heavy teams doing so well – and having these signature wins over other top five or top big five programs, uh, top ten in this case, top twenty five, as I'm sure the season will develop, I think is is paramount. We talk we talk about the late season bullshit ranking or the bullshit uh, tune up game right before the the big rivalry games. That I'm not a fan of. I think pretty sure you are, but. You know, I think this it's good for them. I just, I just like them better than the early season ones, I think. Sure. I, I just like it's, – it's hard to see some of these teams play such such sloth, like, first two weeks of the season. So, But, sure. but again. No, 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 that's fair. Water but, finds its level. But so. I was going to say, the Big Ten now, though, they're starting to, to show that they still have some bite in there. Maryland had a huge win over Syracuse. They come into Philly this My weekend God, to play huge Temple. win. It was a monument, monumental win. Absolutely. I mean, Think about that, sixty-three to twenty. That was unreal. Complete dominance. Unreal. Michigan uh, yeah. State's looking Go solid. On. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just very excited. No, 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 no you're good. Mm-hmm. They look great. Mm-hmm. Michigan State looks solid. Iowa looks pretty good. Nebraska, you know, mm-hmm. they fell out, but they're still they're still hanging on there. They they went out to Colorado. Hey, good hey. on you. That was your pick from that last was my week. pick, baby. It was. That and was I, my bet, pick. I bet Colorado yep. Moneyline made a little little coin there. So thank you, Man. hat tip, Manny D. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Wisconsin, that Wisconsin, Penn State woke up. Penn State woke up. Penn State looked great in their game. The same, absolute blowout the by the second them. half. The first half they really did look great. Yeah, but the I mean, I think that's important though because that builds half. that a builds so much more credibility to the to the Big Ten East. Wisconsin being good and Iowa being good obviously helps out the West. But figuring out who that third team is, and right now it really looks like it's going to be. Penn State. They play Pitt this week at home. That's been an interesting matchup for the last couple weeks. They play Maryland next week, which actually is now turning into a a pretty exciting game for for a late September showdown. uh, Or in two weeks. Two weeks from this Saturday. Um, Oh, no. It's two weeks from Friday. Maryland's going to... Matt, if Penn State loses... If Penn State loses to Maryland the Friday night before the Thunder Cup... Is Jack going to show up? Yeah. Is he going to be too bummed? He'll be there. He'll be there. He'll I, be there. He'll be. He'll. he'll he's going to. He'll struggle the golfing because. But he'll be there. He'll be rattled. He'll be the rattle meter's full. All right. So uh, I'm going to just going to stop this podcast right now. There's some very serious breaking news I just got on my phone. Yeah, I just saw it too. The it's Antonio actually serious. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio Brown accused of three separate incidents of sexual assault I, and rape. According to federal lawsuit filed yep. on Tuesday, I read through uh, read through some of this news. What you're talking about, so, and it is bad. Yeah, not yeah, not that's good. not great. So we're gonna see. There's kind of been some stuff 
there's kind of been some success for a while under the surface in this regard. So anybody who's a football junkie has kind of known of some concerns with Antonio Brown off the field. And I'm not talking about what happened, what we're talking about with Oakland or even his time with the arguments he got in with ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. There have been some, uh, some, some accusations created off the field in regards to him and with his – with some of those who, some of his, um, the women in his life who he has children with, that he has not treated them properly. Yeah. So this is something to definitely follow. Um, the story's developing. We'll get to the NFL. It's... I just want to make sure. I'm... Yeah. No. 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 I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't sure. About, NFL, I wasn't so. sure to wait until yeah. we got to the NFL. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I hit yeah. pause. Right, now. For Here's the, the, uh, we're gonna. We're gonna for yeah. college. The and we can, and we gotcha. can reset the timer. Well, here's what we I would tell you. I would say that's not right to necessarily dive into it now because we don't know enough. No. You know, um, I'm a big proponent of uh, innocent until proven guilty. So I, I, I haven't read enough on it to be able to say anything. I don't know. Um, but it's not a great look for a guy who, who's, you know, it's not like he's Bizarre, got a spark killing reputation. Is not, is not good right now anyway. Add this kind right, of stuff. So this is just going to add to that fire. Yep. And this is not, by the way, and if he is accused, it's, it's to me, it's end, end game I read some for quotes him. from so, well, you were talking about Michigan. They are, they are bad. The three separate instances are not are really, really bad. Look for for this guy. Uh, oh, but that's it, not great. Not no. great. But let's uh, let's dive back in into college. Yeah, we'll dive we back in. About it. Big Ten looks good. What else week two? What else week two? I texted you this yep. Sunday morning, and I want um, to talk about this a little bit. Oh, I think the Pac-12 is is practically done. The the weight rests solely on Utah's shoulders. Granted, Colorado had a big win. Oregon's still hanging around. But I think that they're, they are on their last legs in terms of a possible return to the college football playoff. They're, they're thin ice. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's what I would tell you. The, the, the margin for error is zero. Oregon cannot – if Oregon wins out, they will absolutely be in the shot. If Oregon and Auburn – if Auburn ends with one or two losses, Oregon's in. Yes. The problem with Utah, who we've talked about extensively, we think Utah both think is a very good team. They just don't have a. They're just don't. They're not going to have an out of conference win. That's any good. I mean, they no. they literally play. They played BYU in the Holy War. They won resoundingly. They beat Northern Illinois. Now they're playing, I believe, Idaho State, and and then it's just all Pac-12 the rest of the way. Yeah. And I think for Utah, that hurts them because they can't add a. Auburn can say, hey, we beat Oregon, who might be a top 10 team by the end of the year. Yep. So I I think that they're on life support because Washington lost to Cal by a point. It's a stunner. Washington, to me, was the best option for this for this conference just because I thought that they have the, the backing already. But Talk about a they're weird done. They, don't, they don't play. That game got super delayed by weather. So, I mean, yeah. it sucks for Washington yep. that that – it finished at like five a five a.m. Eastern, so two a.m. Western. I mean, talk about an up. Talk about a complete shit show. Um, the West, the the West Coast is completely wild, or the Pac twelve is completely wild, wild west right now. Absolutely. I mean, that that's been their problem. You know, they, they it's a bit a little bit of um, this kind of cannibalism. You see California beat Washington. You know, you, you got to think that as good as some of these teams might be, I mean, they're all playing each other. There's a bunch of mid-tier teams here in this conference right now that are ranked between 10 and 20 that are going to beat each other up. They're going to lose. And it's not like, I mean, as as much as the SEC clashes, Alabama, LSU, Georgia tend to come out on top, you know, consistently. That's not always the case in the Pac-12. I, I do think probably in the scheme of things, they are done. Just because you see LSU, 
You know what Alabama and Clemson are bringing to the table. You think Ohio State has a good shot. Oklahoma looks really strong. Texas is still right there. It probably means, to your point, if I was a betting man, I'd say the Pac-12 is out at this point from the playoff already, and that's pretty hard to do in September. Yeah, I mean, USC's still up there, and they've had kind of a crazy week. They beat Stanford. They fire their AD, who's a big proponent of getting rid of Clay Helton. Um, or wants to. Clay Helton still has a job, obviously. Um, Washington State's still undefeated. Cal now now has a a Pac-12 win. USC does. I don't think Arizona State's going to stay on a high trajectory, but they're 2-0 right now, which which can always help out of if they end up being bowl eligible or 7-5, 8 8-4. That certainly can help out there. But I, it, I think you hit the nail on the head without a conference scheduling and the fact that they go the full nine-game nine, nine game schedule in the, in the conference, it really leaves you zero room for error. And it makes the fact of the Oregon State's, the, I hate to say it right now, the UCLA's, because I'd, I'd like to see Chip be good again, but right now he's he has not been good. This team scored 28 points in two games versus Arizona State that scored 103, and they have one loss. Um, I mean, it's it's insane to see all this different stuff, and I don't know what the solution is in the Pac-12 to try to figure it out. I know that some teams have, have thought about maybe going to 9 a.m. Pacific time games to try to get more eyeballs on it. I don't know if it's just that Alabama, Clemson, there's so many big-name coaches that are in the pantheon of college football greatness that can just go into California and snag these guys that would normally go to a USC, UCLA, Cal, so on and so forth. But I don't know what the solution is. So I'm glad we got to talk about it for a minute because that's they are on their last legs. And I I think by mid-October, we might be saying this conference is, you know, put a fork in them because they're done. It's tough. Yeah, it's um, it's a tough world in college football and and the Pac-12. And we talked a little bit about this last week because some of their blue bloods are so down. We talk, I know USC had a great win over Stanford, but UC USC, you know UCLA, those are two of the names that USC is one of the blue bloods of college football. Period, and they have just not been the same team the last. I know Matt Barkley was there, but since Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush, I mean, that was their heyday, and you know it's been a long time. It's kind of a, it's kind of sad a little bit, but they'll figure it out. I mean, everything ebbs and flows. Clemson wasn't a dominant program, five, like even even ten years ago, maybe yep. not even five, honestly. Deshaun Watson kind of put them on the map, and Dabo Sweeney, obviously. But like things change, so I'm not totally out on Pac-12 for the next five years because there is a lot of talent out there. I mean, their talents all over the professionals. They're all it's all over the NFL, so it's not like they're not producing somebody. You know, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see. But it's going to be tough. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, wrapping things up, you want to talk Big 12 for the last two minutes, or do you want to talk – Week three real quick? What do you want? I'll look ahead a little bit at week three. There's a couple games yeah. that I think interest me. Okay. Fire away, my man. Um, well, I mean, the game that was supposed to be the big game was number one Clemson going to Syracuse. Yep. But Maryland pretty much ruined that. Although you think well, Syracuse might game. bounce back. Right. The other thing is, too, Clemson Clemson had a hard-fought victory. They won 24-10 to 10 over Texas A&M, which you told me before the beginning of the season that, that that's how little each team would score. I would be shocked because mm-hmm. Texas A&M with Calamon is known for their offense, and obviously, but, I mean, Texas A&M kind of showed a little bit of a blueprint, though. They bottled up Travis Etienne, and Trevor Lawrence had a – I thought he had a good game, not a great game. So there's something there, for, but not – I just don't think Syracuse – 
at this point has the wheels. I mean, that's that's the kind of the way I looked at it. Um, yeah, they they have an air raid. There, Clemson, we've shown, we've seen, yeah. has this front four yeah. that can really, oh, really yeah. gobble up a quarterback that's right. not ready. Um, yep. I don't know if Tommy DeVito is yep. going to have as big of a game as he's as he did in week one and, and tried to and, and did not in week two. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I mean, if, it's yeah. a twenty-eight if point spread. Nearly, for, it could be a it could be a twenty-point game, but it's going to be nuts to see how this see how that game goes. Yeah, uh, Kentucky Florida is a game I'm I'm right. very intrigued in seeing. Maybe could Florida's you know, we Florida kind of played a team in Miami. Kentucky hasn't played anybody big. I, I get that. That's interesting though. I mean, is Kentucky with their losses they sustained all the players who left last year? It's only an eight point you know game, and it is at home for Kentucky. I'm with you though. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Kentucky kind of show me they're still around and kicking after losing so much talent. Yeah, I think it, it's the over under is fifty. I like an under in that. I like some sort of like. 21-14 Yeah, I I don't think this is going to be a very mm-hmm. high-scoring game. I know Felipe Franks looked great last week for Florida, but... Yeah. Um, problem is, problem is Terry Wilson, Kentucky's uh, quarterback, is out now. Tore his uh, patellar ten, tendon in his left yeah. knee, Uh-oh. which is going to be really tough. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but I, I still think Kentucky has players. I know, that's a tough break. I know. Yeah. I still think Kentucky has players, so it's just going to... It's going to take a lot, I think, in this case. I want Kentucky to be good, though. I know why you, you you're looking at that game. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, a good SEC game. I mean, you have the the Arizona yeah. State Michigan State revenge game. Michigan State's almost a two touchdown game favorite is, there. USC BYU that game, but once again, Michigan State hasn't really Michigan State hasn't really played anybody. That interests me. Yeah, like they played Tulsa and uh, Tulsa, uh, uh, Tulsa and um, sorry, Western Michigan. So. How good are they? Well, Arizona State's going to show you that. But that, that's why I'm interested in some of these games. You think of Alabama goes to South Carolina. I expect Alabama to win. But Alabama, other than I mean, Duke, really, hasn't played anybody. So can South Carolina show any flaws or weaknesses in Alabama? I don't think any of these teams are going to lose, but I think it's interesting. Teams that are playing them down the road are going to watch the film from this week and see if they can find holes to exploit later in the season. Sure. Um, yeah. Stanford, Stanford at UCF, number seventeen UCF. Uh, Costello, come, KJ Costello comes back for Stanford, which is kind of a fascinating non-conference game. Um, I'm sure UCF was hoping that Stanford would be ranked when they played them to get them a really good win. But I think that's another game to, to keep your eye on. Could be kind of interesting. Three thirty in Florida, UCF finally playing a big dog, and Stanford is is certainly as good as it, I mean, solid as it gets as a Power Five conference team. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think that's gonna. It's another one of those games that I think shows a lot for both programs. Uh, Stanford obviously coming off a huge loss. UCF has looked pretty good. Um, seven and a half. What a line! Thunderstorms in the in the uh, I know right in the forecast too. So I mean, I think Saw that's that. a Stanford. That's a, that bodes their way. They have a solid running game, good defense. I'd be excited to see how that goes. How about a Friday night special? Washington State, number 20, mm-hmm. heading to Houston. Oh, yeah. At NRG Stadium, Eric too, where King the Texans down there. Plays. Eight and a half. Right. Right. That – hey, we, we talk late in the season. Friday night games, look out. Wild yeah. things happen on Friday night. So I'm definitely oh, yeah. kind of circling that game a little bit, I think, as well. Yep. Yeah. My final game I wanted to point out is a huge rivalry game. 
and it's Iowa, Iowa State. It's in Iowa State. Iowa's a two-point favorite. This is a heavily contested rivalry every year. Um, Iowa State kind of expecting better. I pick them to finish well. You know, I, I it just it's going to be interesting to see both teams kind of where they come in. Iowa State had last week off after surviving 29-26 against Northern I, uh, Iowa. So that's going to be kind of a fascinating game. And again, Iowa has played Miami of Ohio and Rutgers. So how good are they? Well, a rivalry game at Iowa State, and we know the Cyclones are dangerous all the time. We talk about they upset a team every year. This could be a huge game for the Hawkeyes. They need to buckle up because they know Iowa State's going to bring it. Oh, yeah. so this is going to be fascinating to me. That's game day too, right? I was, I was about to ask you that. I don't know. Where is college game day going? I think it's at because Iowa it's, State. It's, it's got, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Even though the ABC that's game awesome. is uh, – I believe the ABC game is Syracuse, but – so they'll do the the old uh, private jet from one one place to the other. They'll get Kirk where he needs to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean that's good, but you know what? That's good for Iowa State. Um, this is a program we've talked about has been consistently very very good year after year after year, but kind of just under the radar because they don't they're never in the conversation for a playoff. Um, but they produce a hell of a players. Like you know, David Montgomery of the Bears is an Iowa State guy, so I'm mm-hmm. interested in that game. That might be really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. We uh, may not be able to watch it, Jordy, for other reasons, but it'd be really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, our phones will be, be tuned into that. But, uh, man, I think it's time oh, to get over to our picks. We're always paying attention. Oh, yeah, always paying attention. We always got the finger on the pulse. I think it's time to get over our picks, map. And while we uh, get ready for that, tell them about what deals they missed out on and can take advantage of for week two from our friends at Schneckbook. Well, I mean, first and foremost, if you didn't get involved, you missed out. Okay, it was a wild week one of the NFL. Um, you know, and 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 Sheckler was offering some pretty great stuff for you. Um, and and quite frankly, if you didn't put money down on the Baltimore Ravens Miami Dolphins line, Sheckler was willing to pay out triple on that game. So you really definitely missed out there. Um, and I know founder Logan is is wiping his brow on that one because it was a little bit dangerous, but. You can get involved again this week. Now, what he's doing is he's got two specials going on. One, the biggest line of the weekend, okay? If you are willing to bet that the lower team, the team that the lower team, the team that is unfavored, if you will, in this case, it's the Miami Dolphins hosting the New England Patriots. That's an 18.5-point favorite New England Patriots. If you think the Dolphins will win, Schneckbook will pay out triple on that one, Okay. But you got to pay up straight up, all right? The second gamble he's going for here is if you pick a home team, okay, to with a that's a ten point favorite or more to lose, all right, Schneckbook will pay out quadruple on that one if you pick the home team. The only candidate this week is the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Arizona Cardinals. So if you're in for some Kyler Murray magic. Go ahead and dive in on that one. Now, he's going to take 80% of the winnings anyway, but once again, I mean, those are pretty good odds for you there. So take a look. Maybe you're willing to gamble a lot of money here for, a, for you. He's got a lot of money to pay out this weekend. He's paying for a lot in our trip. Oh, yeah. So uh, he's going to have a lot of cash jump on, on there. That. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the hashtag is you just got Lamar. <laughs> That's great. The, the, the promo code is you just got Lamar. Love it. I love it. Manity, week two picks. Before we do that, week one, you went two and four. I went three and three. Changed my Oakland pick to LA. Did I go, Changed that did I go two and four. Wait, wait, wait. Did I go two and four, four and two? You went two and four. You a giant 
You the only picks you got right were San Francisco Pickham and Colorado in college. You went one and four in your NFL picks. God. Yeah, Giants Who plus seven NFL and a half. Picks? Tell me again, because now I'm. You Giants plus seven and a half. They got oh smoked. the Giants. You know what? I'm... San Francisco. I should have trusted them. L.A. L.A. Cl- or well, L.A. San Chargers. Francisco. I always fuck that up. San Francisco was a win for you. L.A. Chargers minus six and a half. They won by six. Pittsburgh plus five and a half. They got smoked. The Eagles minus ten. They won by five. Overtime. Oh my god. Oh, you know what? And they just gave that touchdown up. This is I. I'm irate. I'm irate. Not like me. It's not like me. I usually knock that out of the park. So I'm very disappointed in myself. Week one. But don't worry, I'll get it all back week two. That's why it's all going. It's going big, going big week two. Oh, yeah. Jumping on those snapbook deals and, right away. And I think we need to uh, apologize. Emily's been giving me crap all weekend because we made fun of her A and M plus seventeen and a half pick. A couple other picks apparently we were not very nice about. She went four and two. She beat us both this past weekend. So I think we owe Emily an apology. Yeah. You know what? We do. Third girl knows her stuff. So yeah. I, I, you are correct, and I will give her an in person apology tomorrow. Which hopefully it'll be uh, a no, it's a four game series. So hopefully it's the Phillies will take a, uh, be able to take a lead in that series. Week two though, man, mm-hmm. our guest picker could not join us tonight because, like you, he's in the midst of getting ready to not only celebrate his bachelor party this weekend, but then his wedding is at the end of October, so he's in full wedding hurricane mode. Is the great Greg Piatelli, the normal co-host of the Bullpen Cart, the baseball show, uh, which will be coming back at some point soon. I think this week I'm trying to find somebody to do it because Greg is in the midst of his uh, wedding hurricane. He cannot do it this week. But he is our guest picker. He sent me our picks. He sent some reasons. I have all six of them. Five NFL teams, or five NFL picks, one college pick. Matt, do you want to start off with your pick or do you want me to give Greg's? First and foremost, Greg, great American. I just want to point that out. Uh, congrats to him uh, and the future Greg, future Mrs. Greg, if you will. Yes, his um, His picks are probably trash, though. I mean, I, I guess I got no respect. But, I mean, go on. Why don't we start with Greg? Give me something Greg's going with here. So his first pick is my first pick, and that is Chargers minus two and a half hosting – or no, at, on the road in Detroit – a Detroit team that just tied the Cardinals, which got me a, a little win there because I took the Cardinals as a dog. What a weird line, by the a way. Very I was weird looking line. at this two line and before. Right. Chargers look right. pretty good. I know they have so the – So Greg taking Greg, – wait. So We're Greg's taking, taking the Chargers, right? Chargers minus two and a half. Chargers got to win by three or more. You're taking the Chargers as well. I am. That's my first pick. My reasons, their offense right. looks great. Okay. Austin Eckler looks pretty solid at running back. I know uh, the Lions offense yeah. – has been their passing game looks great. TJ Hawkinson looks awesome at, at tight end for them. Um, it's so weird, and I don't know. I, I think the Chargers are, are going to have another solid season. I, I just do not like what I saw of that Lions team in Week One. Yeah. They probably should have lost that game. I know. I know. Yeah. So I'm going with it. I like it. Great. great I mean, reasoning. the Chargers also. Yeah. Uh, two and a half is a crazy line. I am all over them. The Lions blew a big game to a, bl- a big lead to a rookie quarterback in his first game. Go Bolts, go! Or as a good friend Arnold say, go Chargers, go! I had the last <laughs> part, but hey, uh... <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. I uh, I'll go next. Okay. 
I'm actually going to tell you, and this is going to sound like a really kind of a strange one. I'm actually going to take the team that I think the the Lions should have lost to. I don't like the Cardinals to beat the Ravens, but I think I like them to cover against the Ravens. I thought about taking um, this. The Ravens I like that pick a lot. Yeah, the Ravens. The Ravens blitzed a bad blitzed a bad Miami team. Mm-hmm. Now the Cardinals are not a very good football team. They've got some issues. I just don't see them doing the same thing twice. It's not. It's not a shot at the Ravens. In the NFL, it's hard to blow out teams week after week. I like the Ravens to come in a little bit hot. I like the Cardinals. I still think it's about a ten point game. Yeah. I like the Cardinals to hang around. The defense showed me something against the Lions, especially in the second half. Yeah, I agree with that. I think uh, that defense certainly stepped up a little bit. Um, Cardinals kind of fell short in pulling out that win, and it obviously ended up with the tie. But yeah, I, I agree with you. There's definitely going to be a little bit of a come down for that Baltimore defense. I like that. I don't. Th- I don't think I'm going for that as a pick, uh, not just yet, at least. Um, do you want to give your second pick? We'll come back around the snake. I can jump right on it, absolutely. The next pick I have, and I think this is kind of a – I love the Chicago Bears to win and cover. They're a three-point favorite over the Denver Broncos. I know it's on the road, but if Joe Flacco and company can't do anything against the Oakland Raiders defense, what the hell are they going to do against the Bears defense? And I think the Bears offense bounces back. I love the Broncos defense. I do. I just don't feel like the Broncos have enough right now. I, I didn't see what I liked against the Raiders. Sure. Um, I love the Bears to cover in that game. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's going to probably be one of my later picks, so I don't want to dive too much into it. Um, actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it right now. You're absolutely right. Their offense <laughs> needs to be better. They've had a full week and a half to look at it. I think their defense steps up big. That Oakland defense exposed every little bit of, of what the – of what the Broncos were trying to show out there. I turned the game off at halftime and they really couldn't get anything done. They tried a number of different things. They tried dump passes to Philip Lindsay, giving him the ball straight up. They tried the passing game. None of that was working. And the bears defense is going to be all over that. I know you bring in Joe Flacco for a little more consistency than what you had with case Keenum last year. Um, But yeah, I I don't really see it there. That's going to be one of my later picks. So uh, that might come back around when we go in. Uh, but I'll go into my second pick. I'm taking the Steelers, minus four, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. I know Seattle looked pretty solid in their first game week, or their week one win. Uh, but I think Seattle, or similarly to Chicago, I think Pittsburgh got embarrassed on Sunday Night Football against a team they really wanted to try to beat. And I think the, the moment got too big. Tom Brady stepped up big. He knows how to beat the Steelers. Um, I like a big bounce back for their running game. I like Big Ben to ha- to step up big, and you know he had 276 passing yards, but no touchdowns. I like to get, see him get a couple there. See Juju get involved. See James Washington get involved. See um, their tight end game with Vance McDonald really get involved there. I think they can. That gives them a little bit of an advantage over Seattle, especially up the middle. Um, I really like that that pick, though, of Pittsburgh minus four to be covered. Definitely a really interesting game because, again, Seattle won, but they barely beat a team that most people thought wouldn't be great, Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. So totally get, I totally get your logic there. I think it's a really good idea. Um, but, again, it's also I understand what your somewhat trepidation at the beginning is. Seattle is a Russell Wilson-led team. They, all, yeah. they do have some talent there. 
Um, but yeah, that's a really going to be a really fascinating game, kind of a barometer check for both teams week two. I agree. Just kind of see where their heads are at. Totally. Uh-huh. Greg's going with his second pick, the Giants plus two, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I actually really like this pick a lot. Greg's logic. Giants plus two at home. Giants ran up against a buzzsaw versus the Cowboys, who were tagged by some to go to the Super Bowl. Not you and me. Uh, I inserted that there. Uh, so I'm taking the Giants because Josh Allen is not Dak and will not be able to pick them apart or pick apart the D like Dak did. It's going to be a run-heavy game, which don't need to say it. You know the difference between Saquon Barkley and what the Bills are trotting out there. I like the logic a lot. I like Eli to have another solid week. I like to see Sterling Shepard get involved a little bit. I like to see Eric Ebron get really involved in that game and really take apart a Bills defense that probably shouldn't have done as well against the Jets. I know the Jets, uh, we, you, you were pretty high on the Bills defense, um, but I do like I do like the Giants to, to uh, have a show-me game against a Buffalo Bills team here. And I think that their defense steps up big yeah. against uh, against Josh Allen. I know he can rush, which I think will make a will make somewhat of a difference. But I like the fact that it's a two point game, and uh, the home dog. I, I do like that out of Greg. It's not going to be a pick that I make, but I, I like that for him. Okay, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm totally opposite of you too. I saw nothing I like from that Giants defense. Sure. I, I That's really, why I'm not I mean, honestly. But I like. I know, no, no, and I get you, and I get. I yeah. just. God, that defense! Oh my, it's brutal, brutal right now. Yeah, but I understand. A, yeah, I mean, again, if I, they don't step up, Buffalo Josh Allen could have a, a like a thirty-point fantasy day. Like, that's like the kind. That's like where I'm Absolutely. between right now and why I'm staying away from right. that game. Oh, and got to pay attention. Devin Singletary, the rookie up there, he outtouched Frank Gore, and he outgained Frank Gore, and his averages were much better. There's an interesting dynamic. They are still a receiver or two away, and an offensive line and offense. Josh Allen needs to mature. I like that defense, to be honest, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, by the way, I, I'm rooting for the Bills because as far as I'm concerned, every team in the NFCs can lose as much as possible. That would be great for me. Yeah, so. that's a good point. <laughs> Solid point, uh, selfishly there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just continue the snake style or do you want to come back around? Is, am I, let me, you want to go back with Greg again then for the next one. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But I, I like to continue. Let's continue the snake style. All yeah, right. It's Greg's next one here. What Greg's else next can one. I tear apart? is against his team, and I respect this. A lot of people say Greg is a big Boston guy. You can tell he's from Boston, but he's picking against the Patriots. Dolphins plus 19 points. His logic, if you see that big of a number in the NFL, you have to take it. The Patriots never perform in Miami, even though that's normal at the end of the year and it's the beginning of the year, etc. But I just don't see a team losing by more than 19 at home. I see the Dolphins. Losing, but not by that much. So, taking the points at home, a Dolphins team that's in complete disarray. The big lines scare me, especially in the NFL. This could be an absolute blowout. Antonio Brown's debut, depending on what happens with that whole situation um, that we talked about a little bit or a little bit ago. But still, the Tom Brady looked vintage. Their running game looked pretty solid. Their wide receivers looked great. And the Dolphins are in a complete spiral. So it's another one that I that I would stay away from. Plus 19 in the NFL does seem like a dive on it right away before it becomes plus four, you know, plus 14, plus 12. Yeah. Something like that. But 
I don't know. It's 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 one that this could be a 30, 30 point blowout for the Patriots. I, w- I will tell you this. I actually, and I was hoping to rip Greg on every single pick. I, I, it's it's big to pick against your team spread wise. I mean, he's picking the Patriots to win, but to his point, the veterans on this Dolphins team obviously are are hurt. I mean, they're they're upset. I. I, I'm not taking them, but I'm not. It's not one of my choices this week. But I like it. I do to to cover. Maybe maybe it's a 17 point victory for the Patriots. I just think that the a the Patriots will score early and kind of put them in neutral. They've got plenty of running backs to hand the ball off to. Um, I don't know if the Patriots go up there and smoke them just because it's not their. I mean, yes, they like to blow teams out, but I, I don't know. I mean, now I'm interested. I, I kind of agree with Greg's logic to an extent here, but. And, and, and he's also right. The Patriots have actually historically not played that particularly great in uh, in um, in Miami, which is kind of shocking. Yeah. No, I did for sure. Uh, and if it was a couple weeks ago before uh, the big trades, before the news that players were trying to go out, um, I would be all over that, even if it was plus seven. But little two, it's one or the other. They're either going to completely blow them out or it's going to be another one of those weird games the Patriots win by like 10 points. Um, so I'm I'm gonna stay away from that. It's not gonna be one of my picks. I do like that, and I love Greg's logic on it. Um, my next pick, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs minus seven and a half in Oakland. Uh, we saw it last night. Oakland looked pretty solid against a Broncos team that looked completely lost. We mentioned that when we talked about the Bears Broncos game. Um, I just think that Patrick Mahomes looked really good against a very solid Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Uh, I think that he'll continue to perform well against the Raiders. I know that they lost some players down to injury. The Chiefs did, uh, and the Raiders. I just don't think that they continue it that way. So I think the Chiefs end up winning by like ten points here. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a smart one. That's a smart one. Yeah. Um, I, I understand. I mean, look, the Chiefs were dominant early in that game, and, and honestly, even without Tyreek Hill, yep. they showed they can, they can, they can kind of roll them, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one, I guess, is technically my my upset. Okay, I guess of the week. It's not really an upset to me. I like the 49ers to go in and beat the Bengals without Tevin Coleman. I like that um, a lot. I Bengals. The Bengals are a one and a half point favorite, and actually, quite frankly, I kind of liked what they did against the Seahawks. I just I've been high on this 49ers team for a while. They have a very strong defensive line. Um, I thought they were good enough, you know, against a bad Buccaneers team. They'll just continue to gel. And Matt Breida, quite frankly, filling in for the injured Tevin Coleman, he was quite good last year with all the injuries they had to Jared McKinnon and, and Co. I think this is a very good 40. I think this is a good 49ers team that can take out the Bengals on the road. Yeah, Greg actually has them at, at the reverse as a pick later, and we can give that logic when we get to the pick. <laughs> Um, I agree with you. I like okay. that that 49ers pick a lot. Um, I'm also pretty high on them. I think what the Bengals were able to do, their offense had a great air raid day, but I just think that their the Cincinnati offense is going to run into a little bit of a buzzsaw on the 49ers defense, and I think they're off the Niners offense continues to gel. I really do like Breida a lot too. I think Jimmy G continues to uh, get more more in sync with the rest of the team. And that is actually going to be my next pick. So I'm, I'm, you know, glad that we have one that that we're sharing there. That's my fourth pick. 
Um, so I, yeah, I, I like that a lot, and I'm glad. Uh, we'll get to Greg's Greg's logic when we get to hit get it there for him. But sure. I also am taking 49ers plus one and a half. I think they're getting disrespected as a road team once again when they were in a pick 'em with a with a Bucks team. Granted, it was Week One, but I still think they're getting a little disrespected here. Who do you got for your fourth? Is it though? Greg next? No, it's back I, to I, oh, oh, we're doing Snake. That's my fault. That's my fault. I roll. I. I I, yeah, I rolled there quick. I rolled there quick. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of really interesting games we we haven't discussed yet. Um, and and some of them are 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 very difficult. You know when you go back and forth. But I I don't want to do this. I don't. But I'm telling you, I like the Eagles to cover against the Falcons on the road. Okay. I've been back and forth on this game. Like the Falcons can't start 0-2, right? But the birds are just – they're just – they came out they came out sluggish, and they put, a, they put a team away. I know it's the Redskins, but it was very Golden State third quarter-like what they did. It was this ability to just jump on it and just take it down. I am impressed with what I saw in the second half. Um, I think their defense remembered how to play. I think their offense got a little more – they explored a little more what they can do. And they, quite frankly, I didn't even feel like they stretched their 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 legs at all. I mean, they, they basically just utilized Deshaun Jackson. There's so much more to this offense. I like them too. It's a one-and-a-half-point line. It's as close to a pick as you can get, and I think it will be. Yeah. Uh, that's- so I am, I am going – go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's a solid pick. Um, yeah, they yeah. they. I obviously didn't get a chance to watch it live. I watched the highlights, but yeah, the Eagles came out so sluggish, and they just looked great when Carson was figuring it out with Deshaun. I think they're gonna get Zach Hurts involved more. I think the running back game is gonna continue to gel. I know that they really they really mixed the the, the running back stable up throughout the game. Darren Sproles had some. Had some decent playing time. Miles Sanders had some decent playing time. Jordan Howard obviously did. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see that. I think that's going to figure itself out more and more. And the difference that Deshaun Jackson made, obviously they had the two touchdowns, but I think the fact that he's just opening it up more and more, we're already seeing that pay dividends for Alshon. We're going to see it certainly pay dividends for Zach Ertz, if not this week against a a, uh, Falcons team that I don't know what they're going to – if they can really match an, an elite tight end like an Ertz. Uh, and that's going to help mm. open the running game too. So I, I like that a lot. It's not one of my picks because I try yeah. to, I just out of superstition, I avoid trying to pick with the Eagles, but um, I really like that. And I love that logic, Matt. Is it you next? Yeah. My next pick was the 49ers. We talked about, about that a little bit. So we'll do, just oh, right. Into Greg's, right, right, fourth. Right, right. Greg's fourth is, is Tennessee minus three. Uh, they are hosting the Colts. I like this game a lot. I actually almost picked uh-huh. it. Um, you're not going to like my fifth pick. I'm just going to tell you that. I man. dabbled. I dabbled. Yeah. I, I dabbled at this game quite a bit, but This go is on. interesting because Tennessee looked very good against the Cleveland Browns, which I'm sure we're going to talk about ad nauseum when we get to the full NFL slate. But t- Tennessee minus three, Greg's logic. Their D looked like they took a big step forward from last year. The thing that scares me is that they're – O did okay, but their D set them up with great field position all day. So the chance their offense doesn't do 
Does not match what they did, but the D will hold the Colts. And again, cover three points. I like that logic a lot. Their defense did look pretty solid. Uh, not that the Colts didn't. The Colts had a solid running game with Marlon Mack getting almost 200 yards on the on the ground itself. But we'll have to see what their air, their air game does against the Tennessee defense that is very resilient. We've seen what it can do throughout the past couple years where they are a tough team to put away. I think home opener in Nashville uh, spells a pretty good a, a pretty good uh, equation for the Tennessee Titans. I like that a lot. It's not one of my picks, but I like his logic. Okay, I uh, that was one of the hard. That's one of the hardest games for me to decipher because do are we jumping the gun with? Is Delaney Walker going to have with a the huge game? That's my. That's right. my like logic there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I I was a little less bearish in the Titans than you were. I don't mean this, and I'm not calling you out. I'm saying, but I I didn't see it coming against against the against the Browns. Um, I, I thought they'd be more of a gritty. They they clearly showed grit. I mean, they they battle hard, but the Colts also to me showed a lot of grit as well against the Chargers. So I, it's it's a hard one. That one is just really hard. For me, um, it's going to be it's going to tell a lot about both teams. Whoever comes out on top of that game, that's the way I feel bad. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, his fifth pick was Cincy minus one and a half in that uh, San Francisco Cincinnati game. I will give you his logic, and Matt, you can tear it down. Cincinnati one and a half went on the road week one to Seattle and gave them gave the Seahawks all they could handle. The 49ers started slow and needed time to get back in sync with Jimmy G, missing so much time last year. I disagree a little bit with the Jimmy G take. I think their defense is also very solid to hold up a Cincy team that their offense did everything they could, like Greg said. Uh, and I think their Cincy, t- I don't think that San Francisco's defense is as good as Seattle's, but I think that they're also very solid. And I think uh, Cincinnati is another letdown week. So I disagree with Greg here, as we mentioned before. Yeah. I mean, again, Cincinnati doesn't have A.J. Green. We already knew that. Yep. Now they don't have – looks like they won't have – if they even have him, Joe Mixon won't be 100%, which is a huge loss. And GWI Bernard did not look good. So now all of a sudden, if you're going to force Cincy into a passing situation with, with the San Francisco pass rush, that concerns me. Um, I guess that's kind of where my logic was in my pick there. Plus, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm high on the 49ers. What can I say? I like, I like what they've built. I like what they are building out there. So we'll see what happens. Yes. So my fifth pick, Matt, you're not going to like it, but the team they're playing, you saw in person, and they looked like absolute shit at the end of it. They started off hot, and I don't think they're going to do it against a uh, certain team that you and I despise heavily, but I have to go with it. Picking the Cowboys. I eyed this one up. Cowboys minus five at the Washington Redskins. Uh, I think their offense looked great. Their defense looked even better against the Giants. I think they do the same thing. They completely stifle the Redskins. Uh, the over-under is 46. That's telling you something when Dallas is a five-point favorite. Um, I don't know I don't know if they hit that because I really don't think the Redskins score a ton of points. I think the Cowboys' defense, they want to – they're throwing shade at the Eagles already. Their players are mainly Dak and Zeke. But I think their defense wants to as well. They want to outperform the Eagles' defense. They're not going to let the Redskins start off hot – I think they blow out the Washington Redskins this week. The Dallas Cowboys do. Yeah, I, I like I said, I stared at this game for a long time. 
Um, I, I know exactly why you went there because it, it does make sense to me. It does. They're just not good. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But I, I especially I'm with curious you on that guys 100%. banged up. That's that's what concerns me too. It they're oh absolutely yeah that I mean they they really don't have a lot of weapons for Case Keenum to really pick you apart with. And when you lose the running game, that's a real tough order, especially against a Cowboys defense that can plug it up. So. I'm staying away. I'm staying away from anything Redskins yeah. involved, and I'm throwing a, throwing it all on the Cowboys. I feel you in that one. I feel you in that one. So, what do you got for your fifth NFL pick? I I did think about the uh, I did think about that 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 pick that you just made, but mm-hmm. I I don't like making I don't like making two, and I'm getting. I'm going to take the Browns, Monday Night Football, making a statement against the Jets, which goes against everything I've believed in with, with the Browns. Okay. Um, I I just think, first of all, it's 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 as close – again, similar to my last pick. Pretty close to you get to still pick them. I just feel like the Browns are going to come out and wallop an undermanned Jets team. Yes, the Jets just added Demarius Thomas, but I, I think that that crew there is, is bound for a, a, a bounce-back game. Um, you know that defense is good. That defense is good, and Baker doesn't throw interceptions. It's a totally different ball game. In fact, Baker's—they uh, were still in that game in the second half until he threw the picks. So I think the defense shuts down a undermanned Jets unit. Um, I, I, yeah, I like Cleveland to to roll in that game, but maybe 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 nine to ten points in a victory and cover pretty easily. Yeah, they, I, I like that too. It's another one I'm staying away from just because Monday Night Football. I think the Browns bounce back, but the Jets could also bounce back. They're they're you know, they have their next home game and and they didn't look great to finish it out. How about the Bills playing two straight games at MetLife? We didn't really talk about that. How how? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we don't. I mean, I could see the Jets defense like stifling the Browns, and we see another dud, and we're, and everybody says the Browns are done, and then they end up winning the AFC North. But I, it's a little too concerning. I think for me to to jump on it for an actual top five pick for the week. I like your logic a lot, and I, I think that's what should happen. But Jets, Monday Night Football, I'll stay away. Yeah. What is your college pick? This is actually one I've been pretty excited for. We okay. did already speak about this game. Mm-hmm. And I love the Cyclones at home. All righty. Over the Hawkeyes. Love it. Love it. That's a good it. pick. I like that I a have been so high on this Iowa State program, and I think that they, they in a rivalry game, they take it. Two-point line right now. They take it over the Hawkeyes. Yeah. In Solid. Ames. It's going to be a beautiful 81-degree day. I'm excited. I'm excited solid. for my Cyclones down there. That's a solid pick. You've been very high on ISU How about yourself? the last couple of years. Mine yes. is going to be, and you're not going to like this either, but yes. I'm going Ohio State minus 16 at Indiana. Uh, the Hoosiers started 2-0. They haven't really played. Nice anybody. line, Dan. That's a nice line to Indiana, by the way. It's a very nice line. Nice line. Yeah, the fact that it's yeah. not that it's not that it's not a three-touchdown line. They have not beaten anybody. Ohio State's look great. I think Ohio State blows them out. I know they have not. Two years ago, they started off slow in Bloomsburg in Bloomington. It's almost at Bloomsburg, uh, but 
I know that it's that teams can play tough there, but this is not the Jordan Howard Hoosiers. This is not. This is not the the Indiana that stifled teams. I don't. Th- I think their two and is giving them a lot of credit. That's why they're a sixteen point dog at home. I think this should be like a twenty one point dog. I think Ohio State blows them out. Yeah, I, I'm actually a little surprised that that's only sixteen for how well they've played Ohio Ohio State mm-hmm. early on, and this has never been a program to ease up, especially in games like this. So that's fa- fascinating to me. Fascinating. Do you know how to pronounce the Indiana quarterback's last name? Um, let me see. Let's see. Let's see. What I can find here. How do we pronounce the um, E? Well, we go back. It's I mean, hit, P-E-N-I-X. Hit the wrong button. Hit the wrong button. It's it Penix? Penix. It's got to be Penix, dude. It's not it's Penix. Penix. Michael Penix. Right? Michael Penix? Yeah. Don't say it. It's Penix. It's Penix, okay? All right. We're going with Michael Penix. That's, All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything more than that. That's I his said name. it. You That's can say the word. Okay. No, it's all right. I go. I like it. I you think it's. The, do you want? Do you want a group of phoenix, like the bird? Multiple phoenix are called. They're the phoenixes. Oh, please tell me. Phoenixes. The phoenix. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oh Lord. So Greg's college pick: oh, Maryland God. minus seven and a half, hosting or at Temple. Um, which he's he's huge. He likes that to beat to cover. Oh, stop it! What a hater, Philly! I hate it. Go no, Temple. Go get the Owls. I think it's. I don't think it's anti-Temple or anti-Philly. I although, as much as Greg has been accused of anti-Boston, there's a lot of anti-Philly from from my from my uh, best friend in the world, Mr. Greg Piatelli. Uh But Maryland minus seven and a half. They absolutely put a beat down on his Syracuse Orangemen and have scored seventy nine points. And 63 in two games this season. And they will dominate Temple on the offensive side of the ball. The Temple offense will not be able to keep up. Maryland defense has forced two fumbles and a pick last week. And they will be good. Um, yeah, Temple's had a, has oh. had an interesting start to the year. They hosted Bucknell, their only game, the first week of the season. They had a bye week last week. So really, we're not, we're not sure what we're seeing out of them this week. Uh, seven and a half... I don't know what the number is. That's the only reason why I would stay away from this game because we don't totally know what's going to happen. They're rested, all that good stuff. Uh, Maryland is solid, but I could see them coming into Philly and it could be uh, a wild game. That's that's closer than a touchdown. I mean, I'd love to see a little upset there from our Owls. I, please, please. But then again, Maryland has looked good. Josh Jackson's an excellent quarterback coming over from Virginia Tech. So I um <laughs> I hope it's a seven point game. I guess is what I'm saying. Do you want a bad beat? Have it be on Scott Van Pelt. I don't want a bad beat. No. <laughs> Man, I got so excited a year ago in Lehigh. I think it, I think it was week three of college football. It was a it was the the first bad beat of the segment against Navy when they completed a fourth and ten and ended up scoring a fucking touchdown with a minute left. Uh, college football gambling. <laughs> is uh it's just cruel but i've started off hot we'll talk about that in degenerate jordy surefire seven on twitter follow me at jordo nine but matt let's jump over nfl to wrap things up talk some big storylines we talked about it a little bit with uh some of these games talk to me about the browns what do you think's going on with them i know you talked about it with you think they're going to bounce back but what do you think the keys are in in what we didn't see and what we could see going forward 
No, I mean, I talked a little bit about it. I, I, I think this team came in anointed already. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it was too much. It was just too much hype. Um, the talent is still all there. Baker, they got down a little early, and then Baker did what he does. He was a little bit of a gunslinger, and he threw some picks. And the NFL throwing interceptions is is kill is, is a death is a death wish most of the time. If you lose the turnover battle, you lose the game. Um, I just think they came. There was a little. They were a little too fired up. I also think they didn't. They didn't run the ball particularly well. You would expect Nick Chubb to give a little bit more there. One of my concerns, though, is behind Nick Chubb. Now that you lose Duke Johnson and Kareem Hunt is suspended, there's just. Not enough for me going around after that. That was one of my concerns. It's a shame they couldn't make Duke Johnson happier to kind of keep him around would be my one of my big things that I kind of felt there. Um, and again, now we've got OBJ wearing some ridiculous Rolex watch. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? I, I it, it blows my mind. This is like these things with, you know, you gotta, you gotta love DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. They, they roll into every game. They're as good as it gets in the NFL, and you barely hear a word out of these guys. Julio Jones didn't have an extension done for over almost two years. Mm-hmm. He never, he yeah, he had some, he said some things, but he never, you know, he just he, ne- he never held out. He trusted his ownership group, and he's happy to be a Falcon, like. They know he know he's. Like, it just makes you appreciate these wide receivers that seem to not have this kind of a problem. That's just another distraction, you know, for a team that has just so much stinking talent. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard at times for me. Um, I struggle, but again, you got Nick Chubb and no one behind him. John Dontrell Hillard is their backup. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's not great in my opinion. So. They're gonna run, run, run Chubb hard, and I and I kind of say they don't have Johnson there anymore. But I think this defense is the part of this team that people are overlooking. We talked a little bit about them. There's a lot of talent defensively for them, pretty much across the board. Every position has somebody you kind of like, um, and that's where I think this team needs to focus on. Is hey Baker, let the defense win a game for you, and the Jets are willing to give it up. Like the Jets are a bad enough offense at times right now. That that they can win. This team can win their game, win a game on their defense and not their offense. Yeah, they're uh, they need to certainly step it up a little bit. I love love get the Medi breakdown with them. What would you get? What a diff, impromptu grade on their first week. It's it's an F. It's the lowest grade of every team in the NFL. Yes, and yes, the Dolphins lost by a million points. They were expected to. The Giants got blown out by the Cowboys. They were expected to. The Patriots won. They were expected to win. The Rams won. They expected to win. The, the Browns came in with the highest expectations they've had pretty much ever in their history. you got to go back to Bernie Kosar and probably even past that to find a higher expectation to Brown team, Browns team at home out like this to me is the biggest failure of week one and it, it, it there's an there's a chance that if, and i don't think it will but this is where your star quarterback your presumed star quarterback needs to lock it up and take his team to victory that to me is it no i totally agree with you uh you mentioned duke johnson 
I think that's a perfect segue to talking the game of the week. We talked about it at the top of the show, but I want to talk about both teams because we didn't really have feature either of them in our picks. Greg didn't either. Do you want to start with the Texans or do you want to start with the Saints? What you liked, what you didn't like, and some thoughts going forward. Well, this is a heavyweight battle. That's my thing. Yep. And and you got one of the best endings in in, 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 in the history of this game. I mean, that was just really fun football to I'm watch. Screaming at the TV with um, Sean Payton not fucking calling a timeout. Uh, and deciding to do the spike with five yes. seconds left. Yeah, and it worked out. Six seconds. Six seconds. Six give, seconds give, give him credit. Six seconds. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, look, the reason it worked, the reason I can say that is because they ended up with two seconds left after the throw. Yep. Huge mistake by the Texans defense there to play that zone. Bad coaching. Um, uh, a couple things about the Texans. Deshaun Watson's the real deal. We knew that. They've got to find consistency outside of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Yes, Will Fuller and Kenny Stills both had big catches. Duke Johnson didn't do a ton in the passing game. As good as DeAndre Hopkins is, you've got to have balance in the passing game. Carlos Hyde, though, can run the football. He oh, really yeah. he really can. Oh yeah. But again, this is just, to me, this is... This is just a titanic smash between two teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs. Um, same kind of goes, by the way, for the Saints. Yes, Ted Ginn at 100 yards. He had a 41-yard completion, which was a help. They also need to get guys like Jared Cook more involved. They're just not a deep offense. They've got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, who are top fives in their position. They need another receiver to step up. Um I, I, I think that's a problem for them. Traquan Smith was the only other receiver other than Ted Gitt and Michael Thomas. And like I said, Ted Gitt to me is more of a situational player to catch a ball. That's concerning. Like their lack of a, of a really – but again, they won the game. Both teams' defenses need a little bit of polish. But I just think you saw two of the best teams in the NFL play each other. That's, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah, I totally agree. I would love to see that as a, as a Super Bowl. Those two teams. As much as I want to see the Eagles play again, I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. So I you talked about I, the keys. Breeze kind of – go ahead. You went right on it. Keys for the Saints. This, Drew Breeze has to continue to show that he's going to be a top – that he hasn't lost a step. Um, there was concerns about him at the end of last year. He faded late, kind of came out in the playoffs. I didn't think I, – I felt like he, it took him a little bit to get into rhythm. Now, that's week one. So, to me, next week he's got to continue. They go – I mean, how, talk about a tough opening slate. They're at the Rams, who they can absolutely beat, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is a huge game for Drew. Whether they win or not, he needs to show that, that he's still there, 100%. 100% still locked in. Um, that's my, other, my big concern. Um, and I also felt like they used Alvin Kamara in a great way. Like, he's a superstar. He's a stud. He's Christian McCaffrey good, even though, but uh, you know, I, I think he's going to cause problems for the Rams. So the weapons are still there. Um, yeah, I, I have no problem with the Saints or the Texans after this game. Both teams need to leave the stadium with their head held, heads held high, including the Texans, who I thought played a really good game. Had a really quiet night, by the way, from J.J. Watt, which was a little surprising. So you're assuming he's going to get back to level. Um, he'll be fine. Yeah, I think so too. I think their defense. I think, yeah, I think it has nowhere to go but up. Um, what an incredible game! You mentioned the Rams. We did not talk about them at all. Their three-point victory over the Carolina Panthers 
What do you see out of the Rams this week that you like going forward? Well, first of all, they beat a really good Carolina team. That's the that's the one thing I, I, I want to point out first. Um, you, you saw that it's not going to be the Todd Gurley show, but Malcolm Brown over Daryl Henderson, the rookie out of Memphis, is the real deal as well with two touchdowns. They can play. Um, I just I think this Rams team is not as explosive right now. You know, you, you, you got Cooper Cup needs to continue to work back. They got to find ways to get Brandon Cooks more involved. Goff didn't even have 200 yards passing. Now, the, the Panthers are a good defense. They're not that good of a defense. That concerns me. Does a non-slightly hobbled Cam Newton do better for them in this game? Um, I am not 100% sold in this Rams team. We talked a little bit about it during our breakdown. I just feel like there's some holes. There's not a lot of depth. Um, I, I have some concerns long-term. Mm-hmm. Um on for this Rams team, but I did really like Taylor Rapp, their second round pick out of Washington, the safety. His versatility is going to go a long way for this team. They're going to need to use him all over the place. If you're the Panthers, you see a lot of things you like. They've got a ways to go. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel need to be better, but I like what they brought to the table. They're still a very, very good football team, and Christian McCaffrey looks like an all pro week one. He, oh, he yeah. was everything. He was, he was everything for this team. Yeah, I guess a very good Rams defense. So, um, yeah, I think once again, this is a similar situation. Both these teams came out looking pretty. Um, Aaron Donald didn't even have a sack. So great job by the Panthers offensive line there to kind of avoid that that issue that you normally seem to get from him. Uh, but these, I think the Panthers are going to be right there with the Saints and the Falcons uh, for the NFC South crown. Both teams good. Both yeah. teams very good. Yeah, they both look solid. Any other thoughts in the NFL before we wrap this thing up? Um, don't. No team needs to panic. Last year, they should have uh, uh, five teams who lost week one made the playoffs. So there's just no reason to get Solid. concerned. Um, you know, in a good way, didn't see a lot of huge injuries week one. Yep. There always seems to be a name or two that drops – and other than Nick Foles, which is really a shame because he made a great throw on his, injured, on his injury, other than Nick Foles, Tyreek Hill, but he'll be back, um, and that offense can sustain itself regardless, didn't, didn't see a ton of massive injuries week one, which a lot of times you can see. So we'll see if that trend continues. It's a good thing if it does. Uh, look for some teams to get back to level, like the, Bra- like the Bears, um, like, the, like the Browns, uh, and then look for some other teams to kind of take a step back after a huge week one. So it's just another, you know, 0-2 is, is not a death keel, but it's pretty tough. So see what kind of teams can, can show some grit and get that big victory week two. For sure. For sure. What are you looking forward to most this weekend? Well, the Eagles get their primetime game. People can really tune in and see this offense <laughs> rocking and rolling. Oh, um, I'm also looking forward to Green Bay having a good offensive game because I have a lot of Green Bay, Green Bay players in fantasy. And I happen to go one and three this week. So that's always great when you're in four leagues and you lose three. That's not a great start to the season. But that's what happens when you have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones in a quite a bit of leagues. So come on. I know you're up against the Vikings, but you got to show me something a little bit better there. Uh, that's my own personal uh, plea to them. Um, but, <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just <laughs> – yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to a really good Sunday night game. Uh, a lot of 1 o'clock games this week, which makes red zone – a big time tune in if you mm-hmm. can get on board. 
uh, before the bye week start, you're just you're flying between games, which is always fun to watch. So yeah. th- those would be my big things. Um, and I mean, if he plays, now we're not sure because of the breaking news. But if he plays, what does the Patriots offense look like with Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, and Julian Edelman most likely lining up as the three wide receiver set, which is definitely undoubtedly the best in the league. Um, but now I'm not sure that that kind of tampers my expectations because I was looking forward to seeing it. And now I'm not sure we're going to see it at all. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that uh, I agree. I'm looking forward you, to seeing the... anything you're. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the the one o'clock slate. You're absolutely right. It's going to be awesome. I think uh, it's awesome when the Eagles are on a primetime game because it lets you sit there on a Sunday afternoon, no worries. You can pop mm-hmm. on Red Zone. You can pop on whatever else on your TV. Uh, have a lot. Of, you know, have a bunch of shit kind of everywhere. Go full command center and not have a worry in the world. I think it's just great. Uh, I'm just excited to see that. I'm excited to see – you mentioned the Packers. Excited to see what they're going to be like. I'm very excited to see what the Bears look like against the Broncos because I think Broncos coming home after getting embarrassed to an Oakland team that they were supposed to blow out of the water. How do they respond and do they step it up? Do the Bears – do they rebound with their offensive woes? I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to. That's the 425 game. I would assume that's the Joe Buck game. Although Saints Rams is also 425 on Fox, so that that might be the Joe Buck game. But I uh, they might do Saint Rams. I was gonna say they yeah, might do Saints Rams on that yeah. one. But go on. But yeah, both of those games they're gonna be ones that that I'm gonna keep an eye out on. Um, and then Monday Night Football, you talked about it a lot. Uh, see what this Browns team does. See what the Jets do. If the Jets uh, are gonna show show some face, they're over under with seven and a half earlier. You know, at the beginning of the season, and they did not look like a team that that had a Vegas line of seven and a half wins for a 16 game season um, this past, this past Sunday and, and seeing what those two, how those two teams respond, who comes away with it. I think Cleveland does, but like I said, Jets Monday night football home opener, or actually not even their home opener. um, Their second home game. It could be wacky there. So a lot to look forward to this, this whole week. You're, you're setting yourself up. We didn't even talk about the Thursday night game, the, the Panthers hosting the Bucks. Uh, kind of a weird game. Certainly one to stay away from betting wise. Carolina minus seven when the Bucks uh, could either put up a complete dud or could uh, could really shock somebody. But Thursday night football is wacky. I still don't like that there's Thursday night football every week. But I think that ship has sailed on complaining about it. <laughs> but Maddie D, I think that's going to do it for us. Week one, better week two coming up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thank you as always, my man. It was a ton of fun. Sir. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow at the Phils, then uh, celebrating you all weekend. I actually have to leave Saturday because I have to go to a wedding, <laughs> but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> but as always, make sure to follow right. us, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram and Facebook, Matt Stefano 21 Jordo9 for both of us on Twitter. I think that, or no, you're Matt Steph on Instagram, but I'm also Jordo9 on Instagram. Uh, watch out for our stories, all that good stuff. Um, follow us, or subscribe, rather. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, wherever you get your podcasts. The Bullpen Cart is the name of the feed. You can find this. You can find the Bullpen Cart. Whenever Blue Eye and Icing comes back, because the NHL is less than a month away, uh, 
maybe basketball or golf. We're talking about maybe doing that sort of stuff as those sports are coming back around. Uh, but subscribe. Okay. You don't want to miss any episodes, especially now that football and baseball are really starting to heat up. Get to hear Maddie D's lovely voice every week. Get to hear my voice, uh, hopefully twice a week, because hopefully we can do both baseball and football. But my two co-hosts are uh, both getting married to their respective loves, so it's uh, you know we got some got some scheduling to, to schedule around. Yeah, it happens. You know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully you only know, once. Yeah, hopefully only once, uh, <laughs> and then it's at some point it'll be my turn. But Maddie D, love you, buddy. Can't wait for the weekend. Everybody have a good one. Keep an eye out for the blogs. And go Birds!